welcome to the month of October. You know, time, you're like, wow, October, right? Tenth month of the year. And today I just want to um, be grateful for God for bringing us this far. And we have a special guest. I'm quite sure this guest has been on, on other shows. We would try to, to, to use this from a different um, point of view so we have, you know, stuff being repetitive. And I will tell you this. One of the things that really irks me in Turks and Caicos is really the, the shanty towns. I get upset about it. In fact, I did a, I did a, I did an article about it. I did a, a YouTube video about it. I, I had someone do a drone and, and went to different areas. It just upsets me. And what bothers me is that you know we have people just squatting on land, building you know not only wooden structures, concrete structures. But when we as locals build something, it's like we're under a different standard. You know, you, you add a little piece to your house, whatever. You know, planning make you take it down, which they should because you didn't get permission for it. But it doesn't seem like nothing is being done to these um, illegal um, structures that are taking place in Provo. And I remember my good friend, Gilbert Morris, he made a statement, and I agree with him. One of the fastest growing things in Turks and Caicos is the shanty town. And, and I'm so happy now that, you know, the government has um, sort of fit to, you know, made this now part of their um, priority by having um, an informal settlement unit, which is headed by Justice Carlos Simons. And this is our, and he's our guest today because we want to talk about this. Um, and, and I know a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of things that government do. And, but what we want to see, we want to see action. We also want to we also want to see you know talk about the opportunity cost, uh, what is costing us. You know what I mean? And so these are the things we're going to talk about today. Um, and so with that said, I I want to welcome um, Justice Carlos Simons on the show. This is his first time on on financially um, speaking, um, the number one show here on RTC. And so with that said, I would like for Justice Carlos to introduce himself. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Seymour. Um, and I apologize for not having been with you before. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's never too late. Um, I am honored to be um, speaking with your uh, listeners. And uh, I am I I'm humbled uh, for this opportunity. Uh, most of them will know um, that my name is uh, Carlos Simons. I'm a former, well, a senior lawyer, uh, attorney uh, at the TCI bar and a former judge of the uh, Supreme Court. So I have been um, asked by the, by the government to head up the informal settlements unit. As you mentioned, um, informal settlements um, have proliferated uh, throughout the TCI, mainly Providencialis, but also Grand Turk, and on a smaller scale, uh, North Caicos. The, I think most of your listeners and most of the uh, residents uh, and status holders of the TCI will agree with you that uh, the extent to which informal settlements uh, have um, grown 
uh, is disturbing and, and alarming. Uh, just to put it into context, though, um, you know, TCI is not... It, TCI is not the only country in the world where informal settlements um, proliferate, but um, we don't need to follow uh, those examples. What I, what I would say is that um, the TCI is the only British overseas territory that has an informal settlements problem. And we aim to solve that. And that is why the uh, government has launched the informal settlements unit as one of its priority projects. Um, there are other priority projects which the government has launched. We had uh, um, a uh, review of those uh, last weekend. Um, they include um, uh, projects like the launch of the housing uh, policy program. Um, the, re the development of the uh, South Dock, um, all intended to uh, ensure that future generations of TC Islanders and uh, residents of the TCI have um, a decent standard of living. And that is what the informal settlements um, office is charged with doing, building safer, sustainable communities. Um, later on in the program, as the conversation develops, I will uh, expand on what is an informal settlement and how it detracts from the standard of living, mm. uh, not only of the people who um, uh, inhabit those informal settlements, but generally across uh, the, um, the population. Okay, okay well, let, let's get right into it then. I mean, for those that are watching, listening, uh, what is... An informal settlement. When we hear the word informal settlement, what 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 is it? Um, it's usually referred to as squatting, but um, squatting uh, is an aspect of an informal settlement. Okay. Okay. There are other aspects and other consequences. An informal settlement is. A, a structure, whether it is wood, uh, plywood, you know, supported by two by four beams, or whether it is uh, um, uh, concrete. An informal settlement is a structure or a series of structures that um, has no planning permission and very often uh, constructed on lands that do not belong to the people undertaking the construction. Now, 
let me be clear. You, it, the the uh, planning laws uh, of the TCA require that before um, a foundation trench is dug, you must have planning permission for the structure that you intend to um, to build. You must also own the land on which the structure is to be built. If you proceed with with uh, construction outside of those basic rules, you are in breach of the law, and uh, that is what we see in informal settlements in Provo. Um, the best example is the area called Dockyard. Um, uh, and if your listeners, uh, unfortunately, I, d I don't have um, aerial imagery available at the moment, but if you look at the aerial imagery of uh, a Dockyard, what you see um, is a cluster of um, of uh, rooftops mm -hmm. um, very close together. The, the density in uh, uh, planning laws also make um, provision for density. Density means the number of people, the number of bedrooms, for example, that ought to be located on a particular mm. parcel of land. Um, and also the distance, and the also, boundaries. And, oh, yes, you know. setbacks, mm -hmm. uh, what we call setbacks and so forth. None of this uh, has been observed in Dockyard or in any of the other informal settlements that we have um, Identify. identified uh, in, in, in the TCI. Um, and it leads to, what it leads to is uh, living spaces that cannot be supplied with um, utilities, um, cannot dispose of domestic waste in a safe way. But there are some places that somehow they've been able to get utilities. Yes, um, and we are investigating um, how that has come about. But um, we know that uh, uh, drop cords uh, um, are frequently used for electricity, mm -hmm. very unsafe. Um, the um, proximity of one building to the next, unsafe because very unsafe. no access uh, for emergency services. Um, and uh, it, it makes it easy for uh, law enforcement to be excluded. So these are all some of the um, disadvantages of these informal settlements. Yeah. Uh, how, how long has this um, unit um, been in place? When, when was this established? Well, the... the um, 
the unit was launched in uh, about a year ago, in uh, November, uh, November of last year. 2022. 2022. Uh, that is when I was asked to join the unit as uh, the strategic lead. The reason I'm asking that is because, you know, we're now in October. Mm-hmm. So next month is going to give us a year. Next month is going to give us a year. So well, what have you... What have been formal Selman you have done so far? Well, let me just say this, um, not by way of excuse or, or anything. It, it is really still in its infancy. Um, we have recently taken on um, uh, uh, office space at the Laporte Plaza on the Blue Hills uh, roundabout. Yeah. Um, uh, the office is not fully operational as yet, and the unit is not fully staffed as yet. So far, um, we I have been assisted very ably by, first of all, the Permanent Secretary and his staff at the National Security Secretariat okay. in the Governor's office, Got it. and by um, other government agencies that have a stake in ensuring that uh, the informal settlements are managed and contained. Um, and uh, uh, the agencies that come to mind, the Attorney General's Chambers, Crown Lands, Planning, of course, um, the Police, uh, Social Services. Um, so, yes, um, we're a year on into what is uh, supposed to be a three-year project. And within that time, we hope uh, to, what we hope to achieve uh, is um, uh, uh, the elimination mm. of informal settlements in, through, across the 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 Turks and Turks Islands, yes. And I think I uh, I think I read a press release recently where I think you mentioned that um, that the informal settlements is covering an acreage of five hundred. Am I correct? Is it five hundred acres of land? Is that what I read somewhere? Yes, um, and uh, so that's five hundred acres of land that includes private land and crown oh, lands. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Um, That's and, a lot of land. <laughs> it is. Uh, Especially uh, for the size of our country. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Um, in um, the, 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 the total land area, it, it, when you compare it to the total land area of the, well, they proliferate in Providentialis and Grand Tech in particular, mm -hmm. it is a very high number. Mm -hmm. It's very high. Um, so, what we have um, we have aerial imagery of the whole of the TCI, and we are able to overlay that with the um, survey plans. Mm -hmm. So we 
we know um, where the informal settlements are, yeah. and we have identified... No, that's, that's good. We know where they are. Right. And we have identified, I, I think, 46 in all, um, and 35 in Providencialis, um, 9 in Grand Turk. 35 different areas? Yes. Wow. 35 different, different areas. So the, the dockyard area will be one informal settlement. Wow. There are others in Five Keys, in Blue Hills, mm -hmm. in the Bight, um, totaling uh, 35 uh, areas that need to be. I mean, the best thing I can say is that the people who are engaged in construction of um, unplanned, that means construction that has no planning permission, whether it's on your land or on someone else's land, should stop it. Yeah. That is the first step. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, and if I... I mean, the only way they're going to stop if we intervene, because we're not, because we're oh, not yeah. doing anything, it's, yep. it's continue, it continues to grow. No, there, there, there has been intervention. There will continue to be intervention. Um, there are, uh, um, uh, let me just consult my notes. Um, there are notices, 150 notices have been issued. Okay. Cease and desist notices. Um, as of. And how long the notices are for? 90? How much notice do you give them? 30 days. 30 days? Right. But are we going to create another problem too? Well, in, 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 yes, you're, 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 you're thinking about displacement. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and um, on that note, um, it, the, it is the government's hope and intention that many of these people will qualify for um, uh, consideration under the government's housing program newly launched housing program. The, the newly launched housing department is um, charged with constructing a number of housing units uh, per year over the next 20 years, which hopefully is going to um, um, accommodate yeah. some of these people. And some of these people probably but, even illegal to add well, that's what I was going know. to that's exactly what I was going to come to I, I think when we when we you know get down to uh, um, investigating who these people are and uh, uh, we I, I think we are bound to find that many of them um, have no status uh, in the islands in those cases, they would be referred to the um, immigration authorities to be dealt with um, uh, in uh, assisting their repatriation. Yeah. Right. But don't um, underestimate the complexity of the problem. Many of these, the people who live in these uh, informal settlements have status. They're either work permit holders, um, uh, permanent residents, 
or, or even TCI status holders, uh, and they are law-abiding, they support the um, economy, uh, they work in um, the tourism industry. The thing is that they are living in substandard yeah. conditions. It, it has to be addressed. And it has to be addressed. Yeah. It is, it is um, um, a crisis uh, looking for a day to happen. Yeah. I mean, when, when you cannot... I'll, I'll give you one example. We have aerial imagery, for example, that shows that in certain areas of dockyard, um, the um, buildings are now being constructed on um, pillars, on stilts, yeah. above whatever running water there is. Is that right? Yeah. You know, can you imagine the uh, disease potential uh, in those circumstances? Um, so it is. Uh, it has reach, reached uh, crisis um, proportion. The government is determined uh, to deal with it, uh, and uh, the unit will uh, address it is in as humane a mm. yeah. um, uh, uh, manner as possible. As possible. Yeah. But it has to be addressed. And I and I do like it. I do like the fact that it's been addressed because I remember a couple of years ago um, notices were by the planning department in Five Keys, and and it's like. Both sides of the government, well, the government opposition, like it's like the project was put on hold because nobody wanted to hurt the people or they didn't want it to happen. And the project, it, it never materialized. And so I'm very, very happy to see that we have an official informal settlement unit that's going to be addressing um, the shanty town because I also believe that this is also encouraging people to come here on some of these loops because the word is out there, hey, you can come here. And I'm not saying that all only Haitians are uh, on the uh, 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 shanty towns. So I'm just saying, work could get out there and say, wait a minute, if you come here, we can get you a house. All these different things, we don't know what, what the impact that these, that these um, shanty towns are having. Well, we don't. And, I mean, in the age of the um, uh, cell phone, mm -hmm. you know, and WhatsApp, you don't know what messages are being passed. No. Uh, uh, to, to whom? Um, we we approach um, the problem as a as a national issue. Um, the I, I think in the past there has not been the the either well two things are necessary for a project like this to be launched and to succeed. One, there has to be the political will to do it. Mm -hmm. And two, there has to be the funding okay. uh, to see it through. Now, this government um, obviously has uh, summoned the political will mm -hmm. to get this done. And uh, I must say that the, uh, the opposition is fully on board mm -hmm. with the government's efforts, yeah. um, and and I, you know, commend them uh, for that. 
the other thing about the uh, informal settlements unit is that it is supervised out of the National Security Secretariat. The National Security Council is um, co-chaired by the governor and the premier uh, of the day. So we see the... um, the the unit the um, informal settlements unit as non you know, non political right. you know, apolitical yeah. yes it's, and it's, that's how it should yeah. be because the problems we are addressing it's are a national not, issue yeah mm-hmm. not political yeah. national um, and uh, I commend uh, both the government and the opposition uh, for coming together and uh, ensuring that that is the approach that is taken. Absolutely. Now, I know you mentioned uh, the 35 areas in Provo. I think you say nine in Grand Turk? Yes. And Mm -hmm. and we mentioned it's covering an acreage of 500 acres. Yes. Do you have any idea how many many homes are there? Oh, I I have no idea. You have no idea, huh? (laughs) We, it's very difficult. I'll just give you an example uh, of the density in some of these um, places. And I come back to Dockyard because that is the um, best example. Dockyard. That's right, the largest it's informal settlement, right? Dockyard. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, is, it is classical informal settlement. Um the um, the acreage of the um, Waterloo complex in Grand Turk, where there is the governor's oh, yeah. uh-huh. house, okay, is about twenty acres. That's twenty acres, okay. Dockyard is about twenty acres. Is that right? The population of Grand Turk is perhaps 3,000, 3,500. The population of Dockyard has been estimated at 3,500. I think it's more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Dockyard population is estimated at 3,500? I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that. Well, uh, maybe I should say conservatively estimated. Yeah. But, oh, wow. but 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 even that, that in itself is still a lot too. But but that is the n- the number of people that yeah. are congested into, um, you know, an area the size of Waterloo and Grand Turk. It'd be interesting if the census would cover that. I I would yeah, it it we are really waiting for the census to reveal a lot of this. Um, I would encourage your listeners to um, uh, visit the. Um, the informal settlement unit website at isutci uh, dot com. I S U I I W W W dot isutci dot com dot com. Okay. Um, and in addition to lots of other information, um, listeners uh, will see. Um, the report of the dockyard study, which has a lot of this detail, 
Um, and also, uh, as I say, um, lots of other relevant information as regards uh, informal settlements and the work uh, of the informal settlements um, unit. We also have um, a Facebook page uh, and Instagram account that we would invite your listeners to um, to familiarize themselves with. And um, a, a, um, a, a, a facility for persons to communicate on uh, an anonymous basis with officials at the at the okay. uh, ISU. Okay. Um, so ISUTCI.com. Yes. Okay. Mm. Now the I remember the incident took place in the bite where um, some homes would be some some informal settlements would be demolished. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand it was private. It was private land, but was that part of the informal settlement? Yes, that, that was an exercise um, uh, organized by the informal settlements unit. But it was private land. But on private land. But in five yes. keys, I understand it was a, it was crown land. Later, that in five keys, there was something happened. Crown land. Most of the land in uh, under informal settlement occupation is in five keys mm-hmm. is crown land, um, and. Uh, uh, Yes, there were what we call containment exercises in both the bite and five keys. Okay. Um, the uh, how many uh, notices? I think it's one hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty odd notices already given out. Uh, um, they have expiry dates um, around the uh, end of October, um, okay. mid October, end of October. Uh, and those will be actioned as they expire. Okay, so after so after the notices expire, the government will come in and, and demolish the homes. Well, it's different on Crown land and private land. At the moment, uh, under the Crown land ordinance, before the government demolishes uh, a building that is occupied, it there's a an obligation to consider alternatives okay mm. so the crown land reclamation exercises at the moment are restricted to um, buildings at um, belt beam level and below mm-hmm. unoccupied buildings okay yeah uh, that doesn't mean that persons who uh, have a roof over their heads on crown land um, uh, should take comfort because at some stage, one, there are two things. One, uh, you cannot get, a person cannot get title to a crown land parcel by adverse occupation. There's no squatters. There's no no squatters law. There's no squatters rights. No squatters rights. Mm -hmm. With uh, we need to repeat that because some people believe that (laughs) in some countries 
here are squatters' rights. Uh, but in Turks and Caicos, there are no squatters' rights. Mm -hmm. In Turks and Caicos, the Crown Land Ordinance governs the situation and the provisions of the Crown Land Ordinance are to the effect that you cannot acquire title by what we call adverse occupation. Yeah, and even right now, I think the government is is more or less leasing now anyway. They're not even given fuel yes, title. Yes, that's right. They're, yeah, they're, I think they may be wrong. Uh, only but. in very, um, I, I, I don't know, I, you know, the um, Commission of Lands would, would have been yeah. um, a good source of information here, but you're right. Um, freehold title is not generally available uh, as it used to be in the past. Yeah. Um, so that deals with crown land. Um, on private lands, the owner of the private land is entitled to his his land. Uh, the persons who are there are trespassers. And if he were to take the matter to court, <coughs> the court would order their the eviction. Mm. So that is what the notices uh, are right. about. Right. Um, um, you, so, so persons who are on private lands um, are, are liable to be evicted and should be thinking about alternative yeah. accommodation. Right. So let me ask you this then. So you identify these um, <coughs> Informal settlements. Mm -hmm. Are the people fine? Are, are they? I know, okay, you give them notice, you know, to pack up and have a, But should we also be should we also be fining them because what they what they're doing is illegal? Well, in in um, in the case of, and you're quite right, in the case of uh, um, crown lands, uh, it is a criminal offence. Um, for a person to take possession uh, of uh, a parcel of crown land without permission. Um, so, and, and the penalties include substantial fines, of course. Um, the answer to your question is yes. Um, but we have to consider um, the um, workload of those lawyers in the Attorney General's chambers and the um, uh, Office of Public Prosecutions um, and decide whether it is a worthwhile exercise we haven't reached that stage as yet. Um, the um, at at the moment, we would be content in the case of Cronlands to reclaim all lands occupied by buildings that are, um, you know, um, below. Uh, Belpine level, okay? The persons who do that have committed offenses, Yeah, they, of and I think they should be fine. I, I think they should be fine. I mean, um, because we, 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 um, we find other people, we, we, you know, so a crime, you know. I, I'm not saying they, they shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, as time goes on, um, in in order to uh, underline the message, yeah. I'm sure that there will be these types of yeah. prosecutions. Yes, uh, and and I agree with you that examples yeah. uh, ought to be set. Yeah, let me just read this with someone put on the chat. Okay, the question continues to be, why not apply the the law always reactive if the law was enforced mainly living in those places would discontinue when we apply for work permit for anyone we're responsible for housing them in a suitable environment so basically what they're saying itself you know when you get a work with someone you have to you know you're responsible for their housing yes um, so why why are we in this situation i know we supposed i know, to, you know and and i and i feel the frustration of the person who asks that question um, it's a difficult, if it, it's a difficult one to answer. Um, the Attorney General's Chambers is fully aware of the need to strengthen the provisions regarding uh, work permit grants mm -hmm. and the responsibilities of employers to secure. Uh, safe housing mm -hmm. for the people that they bring yeah. here on work permits. Yeah. And of course, uh, a lot of these people too probably not even legal too. I don't know. You know. Well, the thing is, where the when we where we come across people who are here have no status, um, they will be referred to the immigration and they need to get reported. And they exactly. Um, so the attorney general's chambers is, is is aware of that, and so the um, intention is that those provisions of the law relating to the grant of work permits and housing are going to be strengthened. And I couldn't agree more. Um, why hasn't it been addressed before is, it, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. Uh, one, you have to have the political will. Mm -hmm. And two, you have to have the, the funding, this is the first time in the last 20 years, uh, I might say, that the political will and the funding have merged in the way that it has. Mm -hmm. And so, um, whilst we are aware of the history, the unit, in order to achieve its work, um, must not look backwards, it must look forwards. I got you on that point, and yeah. I mean, I mean, but I'm just saying is also, is a huge opportunity loss. Can you imagine? Some of us have had apartments. You know, we could have been building apartments, and these people could have been occupying these apartments, rather than, and that could be an income for that could that could empower the local people. They build these apartments. You bring people here to work, and you house them in your apartment. But now, no, the people decided, I'm not going to pay rent. I'm going to squat on somebody's land. All of that is an opportunity loss as oh, well abs absolutely. for the people and, of the country. Absolutely. And, 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 and that is one of the um, regrettable uh, consequences. It, some of the land, a, a, a large chunk of the land that is being occupied by, sorry, of the private land that is being occupied by informal settlements the owners of that land want to clear those settlements those uh, in order to build the type 
of mm-hmm. um, they need they need the land they need a, this space. exactly they need and and to build proper low cost mm-hmm. housing units for this who would mm-hmm. you know the same people because lots of these people um uh, are hard working um lots of them serve um the uh tourist industry at you know as as maids and housekeepers and waiters and cooks and so forth in the um in, in the uh in the resorts and hotels yeah. um so and you know they, you know yeah i know yeah you're absolutely right i mean but if if they are if a lot of these people are working in the hotels then that's a problem too because the hotels the employer should also make sure that they um if they are working it the employer should also make sure that well the the employers uh in the resort industry have been have been put on notice yeah. uh, as to their responsibilities yeah. i mean regard. i mean it's it's really sad you know it's all you know this i don't want to change the subject even like with our public schools i i know people when they apply for work permit for someone immigration tells them to show evidence that your child is registered in a private school so i just can't i just cannot understand why our public schools are overcrowded if people on work permit were told to show proof that your child is registered in a private school but the but the public schools are it's the same thing with the housing why do we have this issue i know we can't go back but i'm just saying what we we are not enforcing the law some some glad we we're, we're moving forward i know that's the past but i'm glad we're moving forward and and hopefully this will not continue and i cuz i know in the bahamas i think the bahamas had demolished this particular area i think it was was it abaco abaco and then it Abacur. built up again they they have a huge problem in they, abaco they they demolish it but it built up again so we need to also make sure that once this is done is not repeated and and that's that's been but let, let me i'm going to answer that in a moment but uh, because i have something to say on that um but let me just say this so that um people are aware of another aspect uh of this problem and it's this that many of the people who live in these informal settlements have been have been sold parcels of land um which they you mean where they occupy yes have been yes they have been sold land that cannot be registered one because it's it's too uh it it's too small to be registered and two it wasn't even owned by the person who sold the land <laughs> okay, so they've been sold land. Let me get this. They've been sold land by someone who's not the owner of the land. Yes. And the land that they got sold to is even small to even get registered. Uh, yes. But well, they can't register anyway because it's not their land. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Um and uh, part of the problem arises in the context of what we call have historically called generation lands. Yes. Um uh, where you know people have not um uh, administered the estates mm-hmm. yeah of their parents and right. grandparents and there. so forth it's just sitting there um and a family member comes forward and sets uh his or her um right to do this or that with the land which he can't do really 
unless no. he's appointed administrator. Right. right. Uh, so that complicates uh, matters as well. I imagine that when we get to begin to get to the bottom of uh, this problem, you know, we will we will find cases in which people have been. Um, to put it bluntly, de defrauded. Mm, defrauded. Um, and th and that's that's sad. But yeah. um, uh, yeah. we will deal with that. Mm. The other point. You seem, you seem like you need a big team in that. <laughs> you need <laughs> well, a big team to deal with all these issues because it's going to have so many different well, other things the, coming out of it. It is envisaged that the that the unit will be staffed by a support staff of at least fifteen. And among them will be at least, um, well, you'll have uh, a logistical lead uh, who who will, mm. you know, oversee the the running of the program, and you will have um, uh, urban uh, development experts, mm. um, um, uh, surveyors, uh, at least one attorney. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and and so forth. And the, so the complement, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the plus cross function with other departments such as oh planning. yes, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so the 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 complement, the staffing complement, is uh, intended to be in the area of uh, at least fifteen. That's that's good to hear. Yeah. Now, initially, you 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 said that well, when you came on, you said that this informal settlement unit is for a period of three years. Yes. So does this mean that the vision of this informal set is after three is going to just die and and you're going to complete everything within three, you're going to we're going to eradicate eradicate um, um, these shanty towns within three years and you already been already it's been a year so you only have two years left yeah um, well eleven months so you you have two years and one month left uh, are you going to be able to achieve that objective within three years within the next two years and one month that's a very good question. Um, and the answer is uh, we we shall we shall work as hard as we can achieve as much as we can but for those people who think they can wait it out I will say this no you cannot wait it out because the effort is going to continue uh, either by the continuation of the um, informal settlements unit as a unit or by other agencies okay. uh, of government. Okay, so it will continue, it's, but probably not in the same format. Probably not in the same format. Okay. Probably in the same format. I, I, you know, we have to review that. But this effort to clear the TCI of informal settlement activity will not end until informal settlements end. Yeah, I, I remember dropping someone. Someone told me drop someone, and I dropped them in the back of this road behind South Dock. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but they had power. Yes. They were pulled there. They had power, so that also is a, is 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 a factor we have to to consider. I mean, how did they get power? You know, you mentioned earlier they investigating it, but they have power. I know. They pulled in that area, and uh, and we, you know. We don't know the circumstances under which that uh, came about, but we um, will be reminding uh, the 
utilities services companies of their responsibilities. I know they're doing it right now. I know the utilities power to give them credit. I know what they're doing now with your application. Mm-hmm. You have to show proof of your land. I cannot say what happened in the past, right. but I know, as I know so, a few people mm-hmm. who um, have applied, and they had to, they, I even applied for something for me, and, and I had to show my land register. So I know that I know they're asking that now. Right. I don't know if they did. I, I don't know if they I, did it I before. Do, I, I don't know. What, I know for sure they're asking copy for land register. I know what register. the policy was before, but obviously they have a role to play in assisting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the um, Fortis um, provider of uh, electricity. The proper water company is providers yeah. of uh, water connections uh, and so forth. Um, we we do not want um, another situation in which we have, um, um, you know, on a large scale or any scale, really, people taking electricity by um, drop cords. Drop cords. You know, I think it's on a large scale. Uh, so uh, that must stop. Yeah. I mean, I'm really glad to see, you know, this is happening. But I really can't wait to see it's manifested in physical form, you know, where we see no more shanty dance, you know. I know, I know. I mean, our hope is that, um, you know, a dockyard is in, in an area that used to be called Pasture Wells. Pasture Wells. Pasture Wells. Mm. It, it takes the name from a um, series of wells okay. in the area, groundwater wells. Okay. Right? So can you imagine how, how nice it would be if we, you know, three, four years, five years from now, were able to drive into a, an organized... Yeah you know, planned mm-hmm. community yeah. called Pasture Wells where Dockyard used to be. Yeah. You know, um, that is the, building safer, sustainable communities. That's what the objective yeah. of the uh, of the ISU. Yeah, and, uh, and that's what we is. need because um, I remember I don't remember exactly the figure. I remember the premier or one some, a member of parliament mentioned the percentage of land, crown land that's available. And I think it was, I don't know, 20% or less than 20%. Yes. And so imagine if a lot, you say there's 500 acres, I know that's public and as crown and private. Mm-hmm. But imagine just say half of that was crown land. You, might, you know how much that is that we could distribute to the people, you know how much land we could so, use for parks and stuff. You so know? what? What it? What it? What it amounts to is that th- these settlements are occupying lands that could otherwise be distributed to people who are entitled to make these applications for crown lands. Yeah, and we can also and use that's it unfair. for. Yeah, and we don't even have like parks for our kids to go to. We don't. We don't mm-hmm. have no. those Big type runs. of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying. Every settlement, every community should have some sort of park or, or something. Absolutely. You know, we, we don't have that. It's yeah. being occupied by by shanty towns. Yes. Yes. You know. Let me ask a question. We have the census going on now. 
and you spoke earlier about working in conjunction with the the lands. How are you achieving ensuring what Drex said, uh, dropping someone behind a road and there was power there? How how what have you done to ensure that each road or each area or community doesn't have a smaller shantytown that you're unaware of? Well, we know where the uh, shantytowns are because, as I said, uh, we have aerial imagery of okay. the whole of the TCI. Okay. Uh, and that's how we have been able to so identify. So we pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pick it up. Yeah. 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 So we don't have to actually be there. Right, mm-hmm. okay. Mm. So now, now that um, you have those notices, what are... I know you're going to have your staff, a complement of 15. What are some things that we can look forward to right now, soon, that the people can look forward to that could bring some results in the next couple of months? Well, first of all, I would, I would like to uh, invite your, your listeners um, to support the work uh, of the unit. I, I'm, I'm quite sure they will. <laughs> I am I am 100% sure they're going to support the views. <laughs> Go to the website, you know, participate in whatever discussion um, you think uh, arises from anything you you see there uh and and support us in the um in the work that uh we are doing which is for the benefit of everyone. Yeah. Um, over the next couple of months, um, you may expect to hear about and read in the newspapers about uh, the containment of uh, different areas following the expiration of these uh, notices. Um, you may also uh, expect... Um, to to hear um, about the um, and and these will be you know reports uh, uh, will be uh, posted okay on the ISU website mm-hmm. um, but also we will we will look forward to uh, your um, input on uh, the website, whether you want to uh, inform formally or anonymously, the um, facility is there. Uh, and um, if you follow us on the Facebook and Instagram mm. uh, pages, uh, that would be uh, that would be just just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I also hope out of this informal settlement review that planning also will take a review of our of our planning laws. I mean, I, I've never been to Bermuda, but I understand they have some very um, stringent laws on how your home should be built and, and you know, the structure, your roof, and all those different things. I think that's, an, I know it's probably let, not part of informal settlement unit, me, but I think that's something we need to look into as well. Let, let me say this, um, and I think your listeners would be um, uh, pleased to hear this. The planning department has been energized. Um, the um, Crown Lands Department uh, has been energized. Uh, the unit has the 
full support of planning crown lands, the attorney general's chambers, the police in particular. The, uh, this is a, an expensive exercise. Uh, the government has allocated $6 million mm -hmm. over those three years for the informal settlements unit. Yeah, it's worth it. Though. It is your money. Yeah, it's worth it. And my money, and your money, and your listeners' money. Yeah, it's worth it. Uh, we, you know, uh, $2 million a year for the activities that the informal settlements unit uh, have to be engaged on. Um, so, um, uh, I would encourage um, your, your listeners to help us make this a success. Yeah. Well, I think we've run out of time, but um, do you have any um, closing remarks? Um, and I, I, I can't tell you what to say, but I want you to send a strong message out there to those people who are in this position and who are thinking about and planning to add more. I want you to send a strong message to them. Well, let me say this. Uh, the, the reason for the existence of the informal settlements unit is to um, manage and contain the proliferation of informal settlements in the TCI and to build safer, sustainable communities. In everyday language, that means do not build without planning permission. Do not build on crown land. Do not build on land that does not belong to you. Because at the end of the day, sooner or later, and probably sooner rather than later, the structures that you build will be contained. It will, they will be removed and you would have lost whatever money you have spent on yeah. it. Do not do it. And uh, those people who um, uh, um, have uh, uh, sold um, land which they knew could not be registered and title could not be obtained, uh, you must not do that comply with the law. In cases where we find that fraud has been, um, uh, transactions have been tainted by fraud, there will be prosecutions. Um, the government is determined to rid TCI of unplanned construction. The first step is not to engage in unplanned construction and if you if you uh, occupy um, a structure that has no planning permission uh, that you do not that you do not own the land you should begin to consider alternatives um, because the TCI is the only um, uh, overseas dependent territory that has informal settlements, and we intend to correct that. 
I just want to say thank you again, Justice Collis, for being on Financially Speaking. It's a really informative show, and I am excited to see what's going to happen over the next three years, over the next two years, sorry, 11, one month, what's going to happen because this is something that is out of hand. It's something that we need to address, and I'm glad it's being addressed. And those persons listening, if you know anyone out there, um, we're coming after you. We're coming after you. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. Um, the government has set aside this money to address it. Um, those of you think, who have money and you're planning on buying um, land, and it, no, it's not going to happen. We're not, this is not, we act like we're wild, wild west, but this is not going to happen in Turks and Caicos any longer. I think we've had enough. I've had enough, and I'm not even, I'm just a concerned citizen. We've had enough of this foolishness, and it must come to an end. And so we will not tolerate this shantytown business that's happening. It's a business. That's what's happening. It's a business. People know they don't own that land, and they're still selling it to people. People know they're doing wrong, and they're still coming on people's land and, and squatting. They know it's wrong, but they're doing it because nobody is doing anything to them. But now they're going to get action, and it's going to be done. So thank you for listening to Financially Speaking. Please tune next week. I, the premiere is scheduled by my show next week, Tuesday, so please tune in. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.